God is so good. You know, last Sunday, we're in a tent, worshiping outside with another body that has been displaced like we have. Today, we are abundantly and exceedingly blessed because we're here. Uh, The folks at Resurrection Fellowship have been astounding. We came on Friday and had a chance to walk through with them, and, and they set up the chairs for us. The chairs will be set up every Sunday morning when we come. The tables out there will be set up for us. We have places for Sunday school for the kids starting next week. We are the most blessed of blessed people. We are so incredibly fortunate, and it's so good to see everybody out there this morning and to see the goodness of our Lord and Savior. I mean, do you realize that it wouldn't have mattered what our building was constructed out of two weeks ago? It could have been concrete block. God was moving something in us. He chose us to be most affected in in this as a body. And and he was going to take our building regardless of what it looked like. And, And he has a plan for us. And I was just reflecting on this this week and in, in going through Daniel and just thought of, of things there. And in, in Daniel chapter 1, it talks about during one of the, the third year of one of the kings of, of, of Israel's reign that God had had it. He'd had it with them. Now, the good news is I don't think God did this because he's had it with us. Right? Maybe, but I don't think so. But, but in this, he, he took the people. The King Nebuchadnezzar came up and besieged Jerusalem and he took people. And just see what happened out of that. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the stories of what happened, of how Daniel and these three men impacted three different kings. They brought three different kings into an understanding of God and faith. And that's what we're about. So the heat got turned up on these guys, and they didn't wilt. They didn't get singed. Right? Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You want to talk about heat getting turned up, thrown into the furnace, and they have a party. Right? And, and people are looking in going, wait, no, 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 that can't be. We just threw them into the furnace. The, the guards that threw them in died. But they're walking around in the furnace and they're joined by someone. And they come out and they don't even smell like smoke. We've been into the furnace. And and God has chosen to bring us out of that, not even smelling like smoke. And we get a chance now to make a difference in this community that we didn't have the footing to do before. I can tell you at work, at Colorado State University, James L. Voss Veterinary Teaching Hospital, I have had more opportunities to share the goodness of God in the last 10 days than I have had in the last five years. What an exciting time. We, we are on the cusp of God using us mightily, and I could not be more excited. We're off balance. Not everything works like it did two weeks ago. We have to figure out where the plug-ins are, classrooms are, the sound. These guys have done a marvelous job getting things set up for us today. We're exactly where we need to be for God to work abundantly and exceedingly through us. So we're excited. We are blessed by this place, a wonderful facility. We are guests here, so I would encourage all of you to recognize that and just reflect on that. Just think about what you it looks like to be guests here. And I don't think we really need to say more than that. Just take care and be cautious with what we have. After the service, we will need to pick up the chairs and put them against the wall, so please help us with that as well. And, and if during the service we need to, we can send kids back to here to play. And if, there's, if they are having too much fun, then we can take them outside as well. We have volunteers ready to do that. Also, just a reminder, the giving box is still back in the corner by the door, and we still have obligations uh, to our flattened building. And so we would just encourage you that 
we, we need to continue to give in order to, to respond to that. And we have the opportunity this morning to have a couple guests. So first I'd like Chris Carlson to come up from Mountain View and share a couple words with us. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, well, I, first I'd just like to say it's, it's a real privilege for me and my family to be here to be able to worship with you this morning. Uh, it's just it's an honor to, to be able to do that. And just to let you know that uh, on behalf of Mountain View Community Church, we love you all. And we just wanted to pass on that we are here right here beside you walking through this. And, and though it's uh, challenging times, it's exciting times as well for all that God's doing. And, and I had to ask myself this past week once I you know, even saw in a little video of, of the Windsor Church being being destroyed so much that what was God doing? And he could have taken any church building in the whole community of Windsor, but he chose yours. And so I hope that we would have praised the Lord had he spared your building, but I hope that we praise him even more because he took your building. Because God's hand is on you. And it's so neat, even for me, I'm a little, a little bit removed and I can see what God's doing here and I hear stories that uh, just be encouraged that God is so much at work here. And I just even reminded of John 15 too, where Jesus says that, uh, every fruit, every branch that bears fruit, he will prune so that it bears even more fruit. And so I just trust the Lord's at work in each one of you all individually in your hearts to prune you for better work of service. And uh, as a church body, that God's at work to prepare you for something he has in store. And, and I trust that it's something very exciting, probably something better than we could even imagine. And you'll look back and say, that building being taken away was the best thing that ever happened to this body. And so if there's any way that, as Mountain View that we can serve you or come alongside you, we're going to continue to pray for you and be, for, be here for you. Uh, just please let us know through one of the pastors and they'll get in touch with us. So just let you know that we're praying for you and we love you. Okay. And Pastor Barry. Good morning. My name is Barry Dennis, and I'm the executive pastor here at Resurrection Fellowship. And uh, Pastor John can't be here to greet you um, because he's just finished one service and starting the next one in about three minutes. Um, But on behalf of all of us here at Resurrection Fellowship, we just are privileged to be able to serve you. Hallelujah. And we thank the Lord that our high school building is empty on Sundays, and uh, you all can be here as long as you need to be. And I'll tell you what we are praying for you. We're not just praying for you to find a place of refuge here. We are praying that the Spirit of God will rise up in you, that your witness for the Lord Jesus grow intensity in this community, and that when you're ready to leave here, that you're double the size that you are right now. So anything you can do, your pastors know how to find us, and our congregation's here to serve you and bless you. Thank you so much, Barry. I mean, that is our hope. Our hope is this is not just a time of, hey, let's let's all huddle together. You know, let's weather this storm together and, 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 and turn our back to the to community. Our, our plan is to use this as a place of refuge and to reach out and to keep growing and to keep reaching. There, people need the Lord. Just like they did two weeks ago, more of them understand it now. And that's, that's what we need to be about. We're also blessed to have Mike Livingstone with us today. Livingstone, sorry. We have Livingstones, Livingstones. We were messing that up all day yesterday. And, and Mike is the superintendent of the Western District and of the Missionary Church. And these guys have been astounding to us. And Dan's going to share more about their help with us in the insurance and other things. Just, just to have a group of people that we can rely on to give us wisdom and insight and, and things with the logistical stuff that, that we're going on. So, Mike, I'd like to invite you up to say a word as well. Thanks, Dean. Well, you know, yesterday when I came in, I went over to the old building and uh, Dan uh, joined me there to show me the, <laughs> it's like a, bomb, a bombed out building. But you know, as I looked at it and I drove around, we drove around the community just a little bit and it was just as clear as day to me that Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. And on the 22nd of May, about 1145, God had a plan to wipe out that building. 
And there's just no question in my mind as I looked. I mean, the north side of the building was almost, you know, a couple of the units are still usable. Why our building? Well, because God had that plan. But he also says, I know the plans I have for you not to harm or hurt you, to give you hope and a future. And that's what he has. Because he. this is a new day for you folks. It really is. This is the beginning of a new day for Windsor Community Church. I just want you to know, as soon as I heard of it, you know, we were all just coming back from our conference, actually, and uh, immediately I put it on our global uh, prayer chain, and so within hours there were hundreds of people, thousands, all over, not just the United States, but all over the world, because you're part of a big family, uh, uh, the Missionary Church family, and so there were people praying for you. Uh, also, we activated our, our disaster team, and, and Dan can tell you a little bit more of that. They came out and spent about the week with Dan uh, Hardy over here. And, and so we, we just want to let you know we love you. I, um, just to, we know, sometime you're going to have to rebuild. You know, you can't stay here forever. So we just decided we wanted to start that fund for you. So I, I, brought a, I have a check here for $10,000 to give you guys to start that. So I'm going to give it to you. Because I don't want to take it back. <laughs> so. And there'll be more coming too. That's, that's just the start. You know, Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us come, what? Boldly to the throne of grace, so that we may receive, what? Two things. Mercy and Grace. If you actually look at the word grace, the original says supernatural enablement. Come to the throne of God boldly so that you may receive mercy and supernatural enablement. And that's what we're going to do right now. Would you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you're such a wonderful, faithful God. We know, Lord, that this is your church, this body. The, the building is not the church. Obviously, we know that. This is the church. But, Father, we also really believe that the plans that you have for these folks here are just unlimited. We believe, Lord, that they're going to be a force in this community like never before. And we know, Lord Jesus, that your Spirit is with them. And may your Holy Spirit just uh, pour out himself upon us in a new way, a fresh way. May we sense your power and your strength like never before. Give us, Lord, a boldness, because all of us now in this church have an opportunity to talk to people like we never did before. And help us to take those opportunities, not to shy away from them. Give us the boldness, Lord, that we need. And may we see much fruit. And I know, Lord, some of the folks in this congregation had homes that were damaged too. And, Lord, we know that you're going to provide for them in a very, very special way too. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love, your graciousness. You do all things well. You promised you'd never leave us or forsake us. You're faithful to us. You're a God above all gods. And we worship you and we praise you and we adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, I'm eyeballing this chair, but I think my legs are too short to actually sit on it. Oh, it's great to see everybody here this morning. You know, in uh, my name is Chris Richards. And this week has been, in the last ten days, it's just been trying in lots of different ways. And I'm sure for every one of you, I know we have a lot of insurance people in here that have been working their tails off around the clock and people that have picked up extra work and, and just things are very abnormal. And when things like that happen, I always just go to Psalms. Every morning, just go get in Psalms because you know, when you see something in Psalms, when things that are bad, you see the psalmist run to God, run to the rock. When things are good and there's all this enlightenment, enjoyment and just joy parts of life, you see them running to God, the rock, every single time. And so this week, I've just spent time going into Psalms and and I picked some out this morning um, as I was reading. I just want to read this morning to just take a breath. One of our core values here at Windsor Community Church 
is, one, we want you to find intimacy with God. We want to create environments where we can have intimacy with God. And second, that you encounter Him in His Word. And in times when life is kind of tumultuous, that's not a time where you get all spun up and distracted and find yourself out of God's Word. It's a time when we're to be driven to God and driven to God's Word. So let me encourage you to, to not let the distractions of all the busyness in these last few days keep you out of the Word. I'm going to read from Psalm 62, just a section there, and then in Psalm 63. I can't say that there's pew Bibles if you didn't bring yours, so share on with somebody. I'm going to read in Psalm 62, verses 5 through 8, and then 63, 1 through 8. So Psalm 62, starting in verse 5. My soul, wait in silence for God alone, for my hope is from Him. He is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Trust in God at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Praise the Lord. Psalm 63, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. Thus, I have seen you in the sanctuary. I see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul is satisfied as the marrow and fatness and my youth offers praises with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. You know, in these last couple of weeks, there's been a number of things that are different. Our homes are all a little bit different. They're all going to have new roofs on them. Jobs are a little bit different. In fact, if I were trying to find uh, something else that's different, Jeff, the Livingstons here? Stones? There you are. Hey, we also have a new baby in the congregation. Congratulations, family. Mom and baby are well. Great. I think everyone got the email on that. In all this hustle and bustle, it kind of got prioritized down there somewhere. Congratulations. All kinds of things are just really new to us. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about is, is keeping our vision straight. You know, before the tornado... May 22nd, we had a mission. And our mission then, prior to May 22nd, was to see people come into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, great, it is up there. And, you know, after the tornado and all the changes that have been made, we thought maybe we ought to think about the mission. And so the mission afterward is... There it is, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. It's no different. You know, there's a consistency about being a believer. God is, in, the, in Hebrews 13, 4, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a consistency about being a believer. That we know that God is there for us continuously. And our mission is no different today than it was before the tornado. Now, there is something a little different in that God has given us a little, a blip. God has given us an opportunity to maximize on that we want to talk about. Now, how do we go about doing this? We have our core values. And if you have your bulletin, the bulletin still looks the same. And on the back are the same core values. 
nothing about Windsor Community Church has changed except for the environment we call the building is no longer with us. That's all. But how we're going to go about doing things is still the same. Intimacy with God. Are you still seeking intimacy with God? Even in all the extra work and all the hustle and bustle, have you stopped and said, God, be jealous for my time? God, find a way to carve out some time so that I can spend time with you? Have you been encountering him in his word? That's tough when you get up at six and work till dark every day and you're exhausted in the morning. I understand that. Are you still encountering God in his word? As a church, we want to create environments for that to happen. If you're not encountering God in his word and you're not finding intimacy with God right now, you need to get with some brothers and sisters and say, look, I'm struggling. Some of you may just have you know, some emotional things. With it. My house has been torn down, all my neighbors. Every time I go to the coffee shop, I just keep hearing all these stories and stories and it's weighing on me. Right? Find some grace from, from brothers and sisters. Passionate about service? I know you're still passionate about service because I've seen this body with their hands and shirt sleeves rolled up for the last 10 days, cleaning out buildings and neighborhoods and everything else. Community groups? Community groups won't miss a lick, will they? We didn't meet in the... Well, some of us, I guess, met, met in the building. But that'll just have to change. But community groups are still community groups. Right, get involved. Get grace poured into your life. Relational evangelism? Here's where one of the hiccups are that we'll talk about in a minute. But that hasn't changed. We're still all about creating relationships in our community. And last, proactive multiplication. Before the tornado, we were getting ready to spawn off some new community groups. Guess what's going to happen after the tornado? Same thing. So nothing there has changed. There's a consistency. And we just need to remember what our vision and what our calling is. What it is, that how God has called us to attach to the community of Windsor. And it hasn't changed. But when there's a tragedy... Something happens to a community. What you have is this moral awareness. You have this, this kind of blip in goodness. Everyone is interested. Everyone wants to help. Everyone wants, there's just this, this intensity that grows up in people, right? And what's going to happen over time is that intensity is going to go back down. We saw this on September 11th, right? Right after September 11th happened, you could have a conversation with anybody about God, morality, anything, because everyone was questioning what they were about and who they were and why they were. And no different in Windsor. This might be a little smaller than the September 11th incident, but in the town of Windsor, it's not any smaller. And so we have this same opportunity that's hit our community with this tornado. And I'm going to guess, we're going to pass the mic a little later, but I'm going to guess that every person in here has probably had five times as many conversations with people than they did prior to the tornado. And I don't mean just about God. and other, I mean just conversations. Talking to your neighbor whose fence got blown over or just all these extra conversations. This is a place where we want to be very proactive. The, the, for us specifically, we have neighbors that we've probably talked to a dozen or so times in, since we've lived there. And now, the guy happens to be a roofer. <laughs> and we're buddies now. Right? We've got to talk to these people quite a bit. And now, they're going to come and they're going to do our ruse. We've got to talk. We've got to have conversations we've never got to have before. Now, we can move that forward a little bit and be, be purposeful in those conversations. And in those relationships. And actually trying to develop relationships with this opportunity God's given us. So relational evangelism, creating these relationships, was a core value before. And it's a core value now. It just happens that God's kind of lifted the cover off for us to make, those, make the initializing of those relationships easier. How many other conversations? Uh, you go out and you have a cup of coffee with people and everybody is interested in talking about what happened to them. A simple question to ask them as they're talking, you can ask them this specifically. How are you doing? Other than men, we don't ever have emotion. Everybody's turned upside down by this. Everybody wants to tell you their story. Use that. Get into people's lives. Enjoy sharing with them. 
Ask them, is there a way that you can serve them? Is there a way that this group of people that I know call Windsor Community Church can come alongside and serve you? We have some resources. We got some strong guys. We got guys who can take your air conditioner and fix it. Is there a way that we can serve you? And see where that conversation leads with your neighbors, with the people that are in your day-to-day. In that, I want to read one verse here, Galatians 6. Galatians 6, and I'm going to start in verse 9. I think this one is up on the board. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. Anybody growing weary? I'm a little weary. Yeah. So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially those who are in the household of faith. So let's stay strong. God can be our strength. When we do start feeling weary, go to the Lord and just ask Him, Will you be my strength? Can you give me the courage I need to, to whatever? And in that, there, there's just, and I don't have this up there, but it's just something that was on my heart this morning. In the distraction, Pastor Dan sent out an email this week. There can be a huge distraction with all of these things going on. Be alert. The enemy can use this in a fast way to try and get you discouraged or catch you off guard. And you might see turmoil happening in your family or in your marriage or your kids. Be alert. Keep praying. Seek grace. Don't let, this isn't just a normal time. And so don't let the enemy get a foothold in this. This is a time to be encouraged, but, but be alert. The enemy is not taking a nap just because we're on fire and ready to go forward. Okay, keep your eyes open. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word that you didn't leave us here just as abandoned children. But God, you've given yourself to us. You've given us your word to go and, and find you and, and just to, to seek your goodness and your loving kindness. God, would you be near to us today in these next coming weeks? God, and I do pray that you're jealous for each one of these people in this room. God, for their time and for their hearts. God, and through this opportunity, as they're creating these relationships with their neighbors, Lord, that you're pouring into them. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Windsor Community Church is a family that loves each other. And it's evidence of our greeting times at the other building. We're, it was like a 19-minute greeting time. And uh, people would come back in with donuts and coffee and everything else. So in the spirit of true Windsor Community Church, would you stand up and greet somebody? Let's bring it back in. Chris, I got the short leg problem too, bro. Yeah. Good morning. This is kind of the uh, the family meeting part of our morning. Well, there's going to be an opportunity for some questions and answers. There are a few new faces here today, and we want to welcome you. Glad you found us. I'm glad we found us. This is isn't this an incredible blessing? I mean, it really is. It's. It's just mind-boggling. I mean, really, a week ago, we didn't know what we were going to do. And uh, they don't know us from a hole in the wall. I don't think that John Stocker ever heard of Windsor Community Church, but he saw it in the news. And uh, they were the very first phone call from another church, and we've had a lot of them. Uh, and they, they called us. He says, I just want to bless you all. And we had a leadership meeting last Tuesday night. We wrestled a little bit because we had another option, being at Windsor uh, Middle School. And uh, we, we opted for this facility just because, you know, at the middle school, there's going to be lots of, of setup and takedown and all that. And we just sense, as Chris said, that, that we are weary and that one of our core values is relational evangelism. And we don't want to make us all busy on Sunday morning setting up and tearing down. We're, we're so exhausted that we, we can't be Christ to the community. Does that make sense? So, and I don't know that we'll ever leave. <laughs> I want to read something to you in Proverbs, Proverbs 16. You've heard this a number of times. 
It says, commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. And oftentimes we think that we need to make our plans and then have the Lord bless them. And if we just commit our works to the Lord, He will reveal His plan for us. Do you know what I'm talking about? Chris talked about the core values and intimacy with the Lord and time in His Word and serving one another and uh, relational evangelism. If we commit our works to the Lord, He's going to establish our plans. And I just want to tell you this morning that we don't know how long we're going to be here. There's a lot of answers we don't have, but we do know that if we commit our works to the Lord, He's going to establish our plans. Amen? Then He goes on to say down below that the... The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And it's okay to have plans. We're going to do a lot of dreaming together. We're going to do a lot of planning and strategizing together. But we want to be sure that we are holding those plans and those strategies like this and let the Lord direct our steps. Today we're going to have a time where where we talk about the building, a little bit about insurance, maybe uh, where we're at there, future plans needs that uh, the church has and the community has, and then we're going to open up the mic for question and answer. And we may go just a little bit late, and uh, if you're kids, thank you very much, by the way. You're doing an awesome... Would you give them a hand, parents? If you need to get your kids, just uh, go ahead. But we just we got some business we need to take care of. One of the songs we set, we sang today was, Jesus, Be My Vision... Be my path. Be my guide. And I just want to emphasize that that as an elder board and as a leadership team, our number one goal here is to just trust the Lord and ask Him what He's doing. Because we really don't know. I concur with what Mike said and a couple of the other guys said. The Lord has a special, special, special plan for Windsor Community Church. You know, two months before this building blew down, we had a ministry team leaders, uh, ministry leader, a bunch of people that lead ministries meeting. And uh, we talked about going to two services because we really have been sensing in our heart that, that whether we want it or not, that the Lord is going to grow us in numbers. And our heart is, is that people come to true saving faith in Jesus. We just don't want to put fannies in the seats for the sake of it. But if the Lord has body parts that he wants to bring here to fill in gaps... We're going to let them, aren't we? And we talked about maybe going to two services in the fall or buying the unit to the north of us. The unit to the north of us was for sale at the building. And we had decided that we were going to pursue that. We were going to open that door. The week before the tornado, as a pastor board, we decided, you know what? It's just too much hassle. Let's not buy it. And we said, let's fix the worship center. It's only been seven years. Let's put a ceiling in there and a floor and all that. And God said, nope, we don't want you doing that. So I tell you that not to hyper-spiritualize things, but to let you know that the Lord is doing something. He's doing something. And I'm not, we're not sure what it is, but we want to pay attention, don't we? We want to pay attention. The building, it's totaled. It's gone. It's, uh, they're going to demolish it on June 15th. And we've got um, some things we need to get out of the building. We've got a $40,000 air conditioning unit on the west side that we need to get out. Thank you, by the way, for everybody that was there last Saturday. I was not a part of that. But Pastor Chris told me that there was about 40 of you there. And they just they were yanking sinks off the wall and putting keyboards in there and nursery toys. And it's all in the back of a semi-truck somewhere. <laughs> well, I think it's at Steve Van Scoy's house. Um, but thank you all who did that. So I guess uh, deacons and leadership, we need to put our heads together because whatever else is there that we need to get out, we need to get it out by the 15th. Okay? Insurance. This is not a real spiritual topic, but it's something you probably all want to know about, right? No? Yeah? Okay. Well, there has been blessings and there has been negatives as far as being a part of a condo association. The building that we're in has 18 units, okay? They're all individually owned. We own four of those 18 units. So we have, it's a condo association. We pay dues every quarter to this association. And the dues were for the maintenance of the, of the sidewalks, the streets, the mowing of the grass, the signage, um, 
and then all the exterior of the building. So they have a blanket policy on the, on the, the 18 units. It's 2 point, just a hair under $2.2 million. This will reconstruct the building the way that we bought it in 2001. Okay, so basically warehouse, floor to ceiling. Uh, there will be a second floor, uh, but no interior finish, no drywall on the inside, uh, no uh, kitchen, no carpet, that type of thing. So that will pay for that. I will tell you this. We've had a few experts look at the Hartford policy. One was Kevin Cox, who was with Hope Crisis out of the missionary church. The three guys came out this past Monday. What a blessing. I really felt guilty that they were coming, quite frankly, because there was really very little death. Uh, one, you know, one, one loss of life, which we're sorry for. But I'm hearing story after story after story that it is God's sovereign, miraculous hand that saved, saved lives. So these guys came out. And I'm thinking three guys out here. And, um, you know, I don't know what to do with them. And they turned out being an amazing blessing. Um, they, they reviewed the insurance policies along with uh, Jim Martin's help. Thank you, Jim, wherever you're at. And they believe that the Hartford policy that the association took out for the 18 units should cover some of our unit. So you can pray that the Lord would reveal that and that... Uh, me in particular, but the pastor board as well, that we would first and foremost be a witness to all the condo owners because we want to we operate within the law and whatever the insurance policy provides, we want to pick up every dime, every penny of it. Yet we don't want to blow our witness. And, and I can kind of sense it potentially getting just a little bit messy. So uh, Danny Thompson is going to be helping us as well. And any of you other insurance folks um, that... You know, want to lend a, uh, an eye, an ear, a hand? We could, we would welcome your, we would welcome that. Okay, so that's that's the uh, the shell. Inside, we have policy with Church Mutual. Church Mutual is a insurance company that, as a name sounds, they they focus primarily on churches, and we've got two hundred thirty-nine thousand dollars of interior coverage. Um, everybody that has looked at our interior and has looked at this policy says that we could rebuild the church exactly the way it is probably without any money out of pocket, okay? That's a praise. That's a huge praise. Um, but there might, be, there might be more money available to us from Hartford if the expenses do run higher. So where we're at is we're going to tear the building down on the 15th of June. Uh, there is a committee that was established of condo owners that are going to evaluate or are going to interview builders to rebuild the building, okay? So what does that mean for Windsor Community Church? What does it mean for us? What's it mean for us in the future and where we're going to meet? We could rebuild where we were at exactly the same way we were. We could leave it as a shell and sell it and go do our own thing. I don't want to presume upon the Lord. We really don't know. Personally... And I've talked to the other pastors about this. I didn't talk to them about what I was going to say this morning. So if I'm not back next week, you know why. I don't see us back in that building. I don't see us back in that building. Um, I, I see this as a gift from the Lord. Okay, folks, um, we're a, we're a, it was a church building in Windsor, Colorado that hasn't had a tornado in 50 years. Um, our phone is ringing off the hook. Uh, Danny Evans got a check in the mail from somebody from Maryland the other day. My wife was cleaning houses. Nancy was cleaning houses, and this lady gave her a $100 check. Um, there is more money coming in from the missionary church, and we haven't asked for it. We haven't asked for it. We put something on the website that, you know, since people are sending checks in, here's where you send them. But I don't know what the Lord's doing. And this may be very well be his provision saying, no, don't buy the unit next door. Thank you, Lord. No, I'm not going to let you finish the worship center. And I'm going to show you how I can provide for a building that you never even imagined before. So a building is just a building. Chris talked about that. But it is an environment that is necessary in America today. People expect a building. I, I expect a building. It, it facilitates the larger body of Christ coming together and worshiping. And I just, um, I just, I think the Lord's going to do something beyond what we can even imagine. I don't know what it is. Maybe we'll buy this building. <laughs> Who knows? So with that said, I want to open the mic up. Eric Coet in the back has a mic. I want to encourage you to ask any question at all.
Uh, before you ask the question, just check your heart, and uh, we'll, if we'll just answer the questions as best we can. I know you've all got a lot of questions. So just raise your hand, and we'll give you a mic. Don't be shy. Now's the time. You guys are too nice or too shy. How old are you? I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> questions, please. If you've got a question, I can guarantee you somebody next to you has a question. In fact, we need the questions to be able to discern what the Lord may be doing. Questions, please. Yeah, Lisa. If we do move the church, do we have any idea? Do we have any idea where, in which part of Windsor or... Appreciate that, sister. You know, we really don't. About four or five years ago, we had put together a land search committee, and we kind of identified different parts of town. But we bagged that after we did the church plan and said, you know what, it's going to be a long time before we're able to move. Um, we do need to put together a team. If you have an interest in being on a team, if you've got construction, if you've got financial expertise in particular, we would love to have a team of people that would evaluate the prospects of staying where we're at and then also evaluating prospects of moving somewhere else. I think one thing's for sure is that we're not going to be up at the highway. Another thing's for sure is we're probably not going to be on the Greeley border out where Steve Van Scoy lives. Everything in between is, is fair game. Other questions? Ramona. Is there a chance that we would do a standalone church? Um, my guess is if we moved, I think there would be a 100% chance we'd do a standalone church. Yeah, that would be the main benefit of moving other than just having some street frontage. Yeah. Other questions? Finances? Anything at all? Just wondering, as, as we go through this time and there's different needs and winds are still being identified and you all will find them as you continue building relationships and talking with your neighbors what are we doing or planning to do or what could we do to facilitate that as a church to organize the resources or um, somehow enable you all to reach your neighbors and Lord willing be able to double the size of this church and really just draw people into relationship with Christ thanks Kevin you know, one of the things that this uh, Hope Crisis uh, team did for us is they, they helped us think through a long-range plan for serving the community. You know, this, this tornado is a lot like a funeral. And if you've been to a funeral lately or if you've had a loved one die in your family, what happens? People ascend on them. It's, there's meals. There's people doing laundry. There's people loving on them. And what's it look like two months later? The families by themselves. And I really sense that's what's going to happen with this community. Salvation Army is going to leave. Red Cross is going to leave. Weld County's um, help is going to leave. Um, the, the FEMA stuff's going to leave. And families are going to be there. Little Johnny, who saw the tornado go right by his school or his window, is going to need help. Um, the mommy of Johnny is going to need somebody to pray with them. And so we're going to be putting together a task force that initially will do assessment because we need to, the question that Chris asked is the question that we all need to be asking, and that is, is how can we serve you? And I would just encourage you, as Chris did, that's, that question committed to memory. Mr. Simmons, how can we serve you? I know you got hit by the... So just ask that question, and we're going to put together a team that's going to go into the neighborhoods and assess the needs. Long-term needs. We're a long-term church. We've been begging the Lord for years to make a difference with this church in the community, and we've got a great opportunity. And it's not necessarily going to be um, picking up branches and all the great stuff that's been going on the last week, but it's going to be long-term sharing the love of, of Jesus to these people. Mr. Simmons? Having been in two different churches that had different approaches during building programs, I want to say a phrase that I think is very important. Ministry over facility. Ministry over facility. I think we could all say amen to that. It is ministry over facility, and sometimes a facility could be a, a tool to be used for further ministry. 
I've been in the insurance business for about almost 29 years, so uh, as a way maybe to serve anyone in the body here, uh, most homeowners' policies are pretty standard, and they, they all look a, a lot alike. So if you're having any questions about your coverages or anything like that, give me a call. I mean, uh, whether it's State Farm or Allstate or Farmers or whoever the company is, a standard homeowner policy is pretty, pretty much the same. And you might be having some basic questions or general questions about what's next. So feel free to give me a call. I'm in the directory, and I'll be glad to answer any questions. Maybe that's a way I can serve you. Thanks, brother. Other questions? I know that we have um, <clears throat> been financially aiding um, the Wilmington plant and the Greeley plant, and I was just wondering if, given the f- one family whose, church, whose house has been completely destroyed, are we going to, is there a possibility to, if we're, if we're still aiding them, would we be able to shift that uh, aid to the, our people here, or what, do you have your thought about that? Or? I appreciate that, Les. You know, we have, uh, we've, we've committed to these folks. They're, they're counting on us. We've made a commitment through 2008. Um, but you know what? It's not going to be a problem. The Lord is, is bringing in money. Uh, we've got a, a tornado relief fund that people have sent money to, and then we've got the Windsor Community Church Rebuilding Fund. And uh, the Missionary Church is committed. Mountain View is committed. I don't, if there's any needs at all, anybody in this family right here has, any needs at all that aren't covered by insurance, I'm talking financial needs, I can promise you we will meet them. The body of Christ, the overwhelming uh, support from the body of Christ around the country, we will meet, we will meet them. Okay. Others? Um, I've had a fair amount of calls this week from, uh, from people who want help. And uh, I've got to be careful what I'm saying here because there are people here who I've uh, committed to help. And... Uh, uh, I don't want to do too much of that, but I just, uh, I think Danny set the tone for me here by what he said. Uh, yeah, for there are those of you who have had damage to your homes, uh, one thing I think I can do, I may not be able to fix it for you, but uh, um, I'd like to be able to, and I've told people this who've called me, is uh, if you're getting quotes from somebody on repairing your home, if you'd like to run them by me, I might be able to help you weed through some potential scams and overcharging and that kind of thing. And and uh, if I can help you out, any of you out that way, that would be one of the ways I could maybe serve you. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Along the same lines, I've been an insurance adjuster for seven years, and uh, I can also review estimates and invoices, make sure they look right. Um, also, policies, if you're getting a hard time from an adjuster, call me. Uh, Jim Martin in the directory. Thanks, Jimmy. Others? Okay. Well, if there's, if there's any questions you got, please direct them to us. We may not have the answer, but we'll tell you that. I just want you to all just rejoice. Just rejoice. Um, there's so many stories that I've heard this week about close calls. We all know Joanne's story well and how God preserved this dear sister's life. So grateful. Danny Evans told me a story about a lady by the name of Tricia that is in the far, nor- uh, far north unit, second floor, when the tornado hit. That part of the building was not touched. And we have got, we've got a lot of contact, as you can imagine, with the condo owners in that association. And that may very well be our largest ministry, is with the people that actually own condos. And there's a phrase called one family at a time. You know, one of our, a few years ago, we've, we asked you to, you know, let's start with the great giveaway. Let's, let's get this community from the, from the ground up, not from the top down, in more of an organic fashion. So can I just encourage you to be, to have the eyes and ears of Christ and let's minister this community one family at a time. Sometimes to me it's kind of overwhelming on how we can serve the community. But I know how I can serve my next-door neighbor. Uh, the Evanses had a, a neat story, and Danny, I hope you weren't planning on talking about this. But they had neighbors. They, their, their whole back neighbors, uh, the whole street was out, and they invited them all over for dinner. 
And they haven't been able to have that kind of uh, talk with people in, in a long time. So the harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. In our lifetimes, we'll probably never have a better opportunity. In our lifetimes, we'll probably never have an opportunity, a better opportunity. So with that said, I'm going to invite Pastor Danny up to close our time and uh, rejoice. I want to just, I want to look around. I want to see smiles. There is so much to be thankful for, brothers and sisters. Not one life in the town of Windsor was lost. Look where we're meeting. I mean, this is unbelievable. Is this crazy? Is this crazy? Is this crazy? This is unbelievable. Wow, thanks for the introduction. Oh. Luke uh, chapter 8, verse 22, there's a great story about Jesus in the storm. It goes like this, it says, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side of the lake. And so they got into a boat and set out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked the disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Jesus is our refuge in the time of storm. He is our peace. Everyone now is going through turmoil, and we can point him to the Prince of Peace. So if they don't have peace in their heart, we can point them to a way to have that peace. And so, yeah, as Dan said about the story with our neighbors, is there are so many opportunities out there to shine and share Jesus. And just, you know, there's a, there's a Latin saying, carpe diem, seize the day, seize the moment. This is the time God has prepared for us to seize that moment, to seize every opportunity, to, to not go into this, uh, you know, just laissez-faire, but to really seize those opportunities. You know, there's the community gatherings, there was the, uh, Loodles had one yesterday. Just get out to those events. Don't stay cloistered in your home. Get out and get involved in the community because it's an awesome, amazing time. So let me just uh, close our time today in prayer. Father God, Lord, I thank you for this storm that you brought upon us. I thank you that you took our building. And Lord, those are hard things to say. And I know there's going to be a lot of grieving that goes along with that. But uh, I look forward to seeing to what you're going to do in rising up uh, in this church, in this group of folks. And so we just uh, trust in you and we open our hands uh, to your plans that you have for us. For you have a better day prepared for us, Lord. And it's just exciting to think about and to dream about what that day will look like. Lord, let us all seize the day. Let's all seize the moment that uh, you have prepared for us and seize every opportunity to shine and share your goodness to uh, the community of Windsor and to uh, everyone who is affected by this uh, tragic event. Lord, I thank you for uh, this building, this place we get to meet in and to congregate in, to encourage one another and that we would go and be about uh, encouraging and the enthusiasm of Christ, the in theos, the Holy Spirit that dwells within us, we could let that shine and share out like never before in our lives. And we pray all these things in your matchless name, the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, go shine and share.